everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to the hashtag Real Talk podcast. My name is Melania, your host. Thank you so much for being here. It really means a lot to me. So it's been a pretty hectic week. Um, I just finished my last day of classes because New York does this thing where classes end like June like 15th and then after that you only come to school if you have to take the regents exams but yeah um it's just so unreal to me like it doesn't feel real I'm already done with sophomore year like it feels like I just started freshman year I'm like I'm about to be a junior in September like that's just so unreal to me two down two more to go um time really flies but this school year has definitely been one of the most difficult for me because mainly because last year was virtual and that just kind of threw everything off you know high school is a big transition so for me to do my freshman year virtually that was just like that messed it up but yeah um first semester this year my grades weren't really like as good as I would have wanted them to be they weren't really up to par, um, mainly because of virtual school and it was just really distracting and hard to learn. Like, I feel like most people can relate to this. Like, most of us weren't really, we didn't really learn what we were supposed to learn. So that, like I said, that just really threw, threw everything off. But second semester, thankfully, I was able to bring my grades up. They're much better now. I'm happy with them. So Thankfully, I'm ending this year off on a good note, but I'm very grateful for that. So, yeah, but I've just been doing a lot of studying for the regents. I have three regents to take. But, yeah, um, good luck to everyone. If you're from New York, if you're taking regents, good luck. You're going to do amazing. I believe in you. Um, So, yeah, back to the podcast. So, today we're going to be talking about relationships and love, connections, the beauty of it all. So what are relationships? Think about that. Um, Well, relationships, by definition, are the way in which two or more people or groups regard and behave toward each other. That's the dictionary definition. But what really is a relationship? So a relationship includes our family, friends, and also romantic relationships. So my number one relationship tip is if you're in the relationship, be in the relationship. Enjoy every single moment of it because relationships give you a lot of serotonin and dopamine, you know, enjoy the boost, you know, like don't be scared and think like, oh, oh my God, it's going to end. Oh my God, he doesn't like me. Like, because then you're just ruining it for yourself. And you're going to self-sabotage the relationship that could have been phenomenal, you know? So why are you giving so much of your time and energy to a relationship when you're just a teenager? That's truly how I used to feel about relationships. And a part of me still feels like that. But then I'm like, relationships are important. Like, they're essential for your development and your well-being and I think to myself like I'm in that like puppy dog eye phase where I notice everything literally the smallest details and I get very attached very easily so 
I just think, you know, enjoy it because I think that's what it's made for. But now let's talk real talk. (laughs) That's literally what this podcast is called. But let's talk relationships in general. Why, Why do we need relationships? Think about it. So relationships are very important because they help us survive. Simple as that. Like literally, we need to be in relationships and make connections or we will die (laughs) like that's like fascinating to me like so if you think like it's what is it like people nowadays say like dtb or dtn whatever it is but absolutely not like i really disagree with that because you need relationships like you need people in your life that you can trust you need family you need love you need comfort you need hugs you literally need all of it to survive like your brain just needs it like I don't know like the scientific or the psychological story behind it but it just does something with the chemicals and you need to release the chemicals or else you will die (laughs) but yeah like relationships are such a crucial part of dealing with stress because you get that support system you have people who support you in your growth and development and the encouragement that you get from healthy relationships moves you forward and I think that that is truly unmatched like there's nothing like that having a good relationship is like it just, it makes your life so much better. Um, something interesting also is when you practice empathy towards other people, you become a better person in turn. Like, isn't that fascinating? Like, I really love that about humanity. Like, we have each other so that we can support each other and become better human beings, you know, through empathy, love physical affection, things like that. So don't be so cold, you know, like be open to the idea, be open to friends. Don't just like walk around in the world with this negative mindset that people are going to stab you in the back. And I think it's very easy to be that way if that's something you've experienced in the past. But I always say like, Look on the bright side. And people always say these like corny quotes like look on the bright side, look on the bright side, but it's act it's like it's so so real. It really is. Like I always say trust someone until they give you a reason not to. You know what I'm saying? Like never be so cold to people, especially if you're just meeting them because First first impressions are also very important. Like, they can really give off a... They basically... They can really give off the type of person you are and show your nature. So make sure you play your part well. Um, and, like, how many times do you walk into school, for example, on the first day and you start giving people compliments, you know? You might be nervous, whatever, but... I think that the more social you are, the more positive 
you are, the more, the more you smile, the more people in general will gravitate towards you. And overall, the better of an experience you'll have. You know what I'm saying? So now let's talk about the first relationship you'll ever have in your life. And that's the relationship with your family. And you have the relationship with your mother because she obviously carried you for nine months. But I do also want to be very careful when it comes to a conversation around the family because you might have not been raised by your birth mother, your birth parents. You might not know your blood family. You might be adopted. So just bear with me, okay? So typically, like I said, the first relationship you'll ever have is with your mother. So if your mother is doing what the doctor's saying, you know, prenatal care, your brain and heart is growing healthy, you're on track to be a healthy human being. When you're given birth to from the ages of zero to two years old, this is like the optimal period where you need to imprint. And what does imprint mean? So imprinting is basically finding one person who you know will take care of you, will love you and support you no matter what, basically. So like that's one person who will provide you unconditional love. And for most people, this is their mom. And having this person really allows you to explore. So from zero to two years old, you're, explore, you're exploring your toys. It's the first time you're hearing music. You're seeing colors. And all of that and... Everything is like fresh to you. So it's important that you have someone to hold your hand and guide you through all of that. Somebody to go back to because it allows you to go on more adventures and discover more things about the world around you. And I think that this is one thing that my parents personally set me off on the right foot with. I was a pretty... You know, I was a pretty advanced kid. I was their first kid, and I think they treated me like an adult, especially after my younger sister was born. I matured pretty quickly um, when my younger sister was born. She's six years old now, but <laughs> when she was born, I was like 10 years old. So for us to have like a 10-year difference, it's a big like age gap. So I definitely took on a lot of responsibility after my sister was born. And my parents, I feel like they treated me maturely and like an adult after that. So yeah, but I did my imprinting. Do I know like who I imprinted on? I want to say, honestly, I'd probably say I imprinted on my dad. That's what my mom always says. My personality is just like my dad's, but I definitely had a lot of support around me, which allowed me to be more advanced. I walked faster, started speaking faster, started reading. So the relationship with your family is the first, like that's number one. And it sets the trajectory for the relationship 
dynamics that you'll have in your life, you know? And I also think that another thing, knowing yourself and knowing the kind of person you are helps you realize what you need to work on in order to maintain healthy relationships. And assuming you made it this far from zero to two years old, you imprint it on someone from two to about four or five. When you start school, you will be practicing relationships. Um, When you see strangers, you examine them. You examine what they look like, how they talk, what they say. And it's the first time you'll be exploring, you know, examining every single thing. Because, like I said, everything is new and fresh to you. And so... By the time you're four or five years old and you start kindergarten or school, this is when you first start making friends. And now you're hanging out with people outside your family. So you're meeting people who obviously don't necessarily look like you, who don't speak the same language as you, who might not behave the same way as you do. And... This is the first time that people outside your family get to influence you and influence your behavior. So we do these things. Humans do these things where you find cliques, you find certain groups. And we do those things because we want to find ourselves and we want to find the community that best supports us but that's the first time you get to have a relationship outside your parents and it gives you more autonomy you know more people you have more people to connect with talk with you have more people to expose you to different ideologies whatever it may be which of course can be dangerous you know (laughs) obviously but I think it's important nonetheless, you know, hanging out or talking to people who don't think like you is important because it just opens your eyes to how broad the world is. And the first meaningful relationships I personally ever made were in middle school, I'd say. Um, Middle school was an interesting time for me, like... I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it's just something about being in seventh grade, being like 12 years old, or maybe it's just the time I was like 12 years old, which was like 2018, but, you know, the music was great, and the trends were great, but there's just something about that stage, I don't know, like going through puberty, but I had so many like on and off friendships in middle school, like I had so many fake friends like they just didn't last like then after I entered high school I realized like none of these people were really my friends (laughs) like we did everything together but we only did those things because we were in school like none of those people were actually a part of my life you know they were just part of my school life basically but I did have this one friend that was like we were like inseparable and To this day, we're still very close, even though we're in different high schools. 
And New York is also weird. Like, we changed schools. I went to a different elementary school, different middle school, and different high school. Like, it's just different. But yeah, anyway. So like I said, I had this one friend that we were very close. And we still are close today. And, like, we did everything together. And I'm very grateful for those kinds of people in my life. Like, those are... That's an example right there of the closest relationship you will have outside of your family. And I think that's an amazing thing. And I don't know about you, but I've never really had, like, a friend group. If I did, it never lasted. Like, it just never did. I don't know why, but friend groups just never work for me. I personally prefer like individual friends I think it's better but yeah what's from my personal experience what ends up happening all the time is one person is always closer to another person than to someone else if that makes sense like one person is always closer to one person than to the other like trios trios never work at least from my experience like there's always I've heard this quote There's always a duo in a trio. I mean, sure, they can work, but I just think that, yeah, it's great if they work, but I think you need to find deeper friendship, not more friendship. Um, I'd rather have a few or even one, one, uno, even one single good and meaningful friend that has had a good effect on me than a bunch of friends that are you know fake and not really your friends basically no good for you pretty much so yeah always remember quantity over quality always that can apply to anything but yeah that's why I think it's important to really be mindful and be careful of who you spend your time with And also know your priorities, even if that means cutting people out of your life. I think that's a hard pill to swallow. You should know your worth and know what's important to you, even if doing that would mean that you have to remove people from your life who are no good for you. And... A piece of advice I have is, I think this can go for any relationship, whatever kind it may be, you know, always pay attention to the red flags. If you continuously get off a FaceTime call with a friend, you leave a hangout, you go home after spending time with them, and you never feel good afterwards, or you just feel like kind of defeated or empty you just don't feel good basically or you're just unhappy whatever like that's a major red flag you should never ignore even if it's just like a physical feeling with no real like reason always be skeptical and careful of who you spend your time with like I said because I think that time will give you the answer to that feeling that you dismissed 
And if someone is mistreating you or saying hurtful things to you that harm you or really hurt you, you have to get rid of that person because they're toxic for you. Simple as that. Like, you might also try to brush it off and say, oh, it doesn't matter. They didn't mean it, whatever. But think about it this way. You know, I've always lived by this rule. There's always a backstory. There's always a motive for an action. People always say everything always happens for a reason. But there's always a reason for every single action on this earth. Simple as that. So if someone's treating you poorly, that's showing you exactly how they feel about you. And if you're seeing these things, like things like this happen consistently, not like a once or twice occasion, because obviously you're going to argue, you know, disagreements are just like inevitable. They're always going to happen. You can't avoid them in any way. But if this is like continuously happening, like almost every single time you're together or you're spending time with them, you're, you never get along, whatever, it's constantly happening, you need to stop giving these people the benefit of the doubt and giving all these second chances. You have to take it as it is because those actions are showing you exactly that's exactly their nature towards you. That's exactly, exactly how they feel about you. So never feel guilty for setting boundaries because you need to have self-respect at the end of the day. Like, you need to know your worth. Don't let someone get comfortable with disrespecting you. That's the number one rule. Now... I wanted to talk about romantic relationships because I'll say that this generation, we start pretty, pretty early with dating and the romantic relationships. But what I do want to say is I think that love, when talking about love, I'm young, like, you know, I'm 16, obviously, like, I'm still in high school. I had a, I have a lot of learning and growing to do. I haven't seen what life is truly like, you know? I don't know much about love or what love really is because I haven't, like I said, truly experienced life yet. But I do think that love is something that is learned. Something that's learned, not taught. You can't just give someone a single definition of love and expect them to go by it, you know? I feel like everyone can have different opinions or different definitions, approaches, or feelings about it. But I think that with, with this generation, and I was talking to my friend about this, in this generation, love can be very complicated. And... I think that's mainly because of technology and social media. I talked about that in in a previous episode. Actually, my very first episode. You can go check that out. Um, but yeah, I think that people are moving away from the classic takes on romantic relationships. Like, I was talking to my grandparents and my parents about this. 
Like back then, no one had any of these phones and everything we had today. Like nowadays, people date just to date. I think that people are caring less and less about truly loving someone. They don't love. They don't love. They want to be loved. And they just want to get that validation from people, basically. They take it as an achievement. You know, this person likes me, whatever. I made it, whatever, like, whatever. And pretty much, like, just a temporary attachment or distraction from a true state of happiness or falling in love, quote-unquote. But, and then also, unfortunately, there's this thing our generation came up with called the talking stage. And (laughs) I really, I hate the talking stage. I myself have had plenty of failed talking stages. In my opinion, the talking stage is just a more suitable term for people that don't want to admit or acknowledge the fact that they have feelings for each other and they just cover it up by saying oh yeah we're talking (laughs) like that's just so stupid to me I just think it's such an awkward and complicated time in a relationship and I've just never understood the purpose of it um like yeah the talking stage could help you you know get to know each other better learn more about the other person but calling it quote-unquote talking in my opinion is just another way for people to justify cheating on each other I mean I don't know about you but when you truly like someone you have feelings for someone and you want to develop a stronger connection with them you know be more than friends or be in a relationship with them why would you want them to be going around looking for other options? Like, that just never made sense to me, honestly. Like, if you truly want to grow with a person, you have to be willing to commit. And if you don't want to be committed to them in that way, then that's just a waste of your time. But, yeah, you're just talking to talk, basically. It'll never go anywhere or grow that way. And I know, like, people might disagree with me on that, But that's just the way I see it. Like, I always go into any relationship with that mindset. Like, if I truly like someone or want to get to know them better and I want to grow with them, like, I will be loyal to them and devote myself to them and basically invest in that person. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I sound like such, like, a therapist. But, (laughs) yeah, that's just my opinion. Um... But of course, you know, dating in high school or dating as a teenager, not everyone has those pure intentions. Not everyone. Most people don't have pure intentions. You know, we're still young. No one really, you know, we're still young. We don't know what we want as like we haven't experienced the real world yet. So most high school relationships don't last like they just don't because we're young, like I said, most people at this age from 13 to, I guess you could say 18, 19, teenagers basically, most people at this age 
aren't ready for that kind of commitment in their life. I mean, yeah, sure, there's high school sweethearts that have been together from freshman year to senior year. Sure, that's a possibility. Definitely is. But the divorce rates for high school sweethearts are pretty high. Like the statistics, most high school relationships don't make it past graduation. Like they just don't. Like it really doesn't end up lasting forever, like people say. So yeah, in that case, most people might say that dating in high school is a waste of time. You know, it's pointless. You're vulnerable. You don't know what you're doing, whatever. But how I see it is getting into a romantic relationship as a teenager or dating, whatever. I think that those can be some of the best lessons you learn and you take with you for your future. Like, you really get experience that way, I feel like. Because especially if you guys break up, going through that heartbreak can teach you a lot. Like, it really can. Um, And obviously, you shouldn't go into that relationship with expectations. But when you experience something like that, Early in your life, it can teach you a lot. It can make you more mature. It can help you learn about the opposite gender, what you like in a partner, what you don't like, things you want to work on and look out for in the future. Um, I just think that that first heartbreak that you experience, pain makes you pain makes you stronger, you know? Pain really builds character. Now, what I'm saying here is, I'm not saying that you should go running around looking to get yourself in a relationship in high school, you know? No. There's always the downside that oftentimes teenagers and high school students, they start too young and then they get caught up in dating and romantic relationships and they basically lose themselves and basically revolve their whole life around it, that they end up losing focus in the things that are truly important, like, you know, family, school, your grades might slip, self-care, whatever. I just think that if you do happen to get into a relationship in high school, it can teach you some of the most valuable lessons in that way. So pretty much what I'm saying here is like everything, there's always pros and cons to anything. So I think that you just need to be honest with yourself, learn about yourself. And like I said, if you guys break up, it's not the end of the world. Like there's plenty of fish in the sea. Most high school relationships don't last anyway, but yeah, as you mature and the more you experience life, the older you get, one day you'll eventually find love. So yeah, but... (laughs) Now, I wanted to talk about my tips for healthy and strong relationships of any sort. Not not only romantic relationships, any relationship, whether that's with friends, family, or romantic relationships. Just any relationship in general. So, number one is quality time. And I think that quality time is one of the most important if not the most important factor in 
having a strong relationship with people because that's basically how you build that relationship by spending time with people, by spending that quality time, by communicating, talking to people, creating memories with them. It helps you connect with people and create genuine interaction, which I talked about this in a previous episode, but that genuine interaction is so valuable and so essential, especially in today's day and age. But spending quality time, it can also help you cope with challenges or struggles that you're going through in life. It can help you feel more happy, more secure as a person, help with stress. It's just so important. Like it really makes you much happier and more fulfilled as a person. And I think quality time can be anything, you know, whether that's dinner with your family, going for a walk, cooking together, drawing together, playing a board game, you know, solving a puzzle, watching a movie together, going on a date. It can be anything in any kind of human relationship. So, yeah, you know, even with a busy schedule, like you have schoolwork, extracurriculars, whatever, I think it's important that you allot and make time and schedule some quality time with those people that are important to you in your life. Now, my next tip for a healthy or strong relationship is communication. And communication is so, so, so important in any relationship. I can't stress that enough. A relationship cannot physically in any way, shape or form grow or succeed without proper communication. Simple as that. You should never rely on another person to guess what's going on or how you're feeling. You have to share and talk openly and honestly about your feelings, your interests, ideas, opinions, concerns. You know, if something's bothering you, always let that person know. Talk about it. If you're unsure about something, always let them know. If you're in an argument, always talk things out. Never leave it inside or be afraid to speak about something because it's just never going to fix anything. And if you really care about someone and that person or those people are important to you, whether that's family, a friend, or your partner, you'd make an effort to talk through those challenges and problems to make it better. Like, if you really wanted to fix it or make it better, you'd make an effort to communicate and talk about it. So I think that's very important to just keep an open mind because that also helps you build trust with those kinds of people. And my next tip, which honestly, I feel like I should have included this with the communication tip because... I feel like it connects to this idea that communication is key, you know, and I feel like this has also helped me a lot personally, you know, so try to understand first instead of just trying to be right. So many people have this ego state where they're in an argument, they're in a discussion, whatever it may be, 
where they're like, I have to be right. Like, I have to prove my point. People have to agree with me. Instead of just taking a step back and thinking, why do they think this way? What if this isn't adding to the relationship because I'm just beating my ideas down someone's head and causing them to agree with me just to shut me up, you know? What if me just proving my point in this way isn't adding anything beneficial to this relationship? And I'm not saying that we can't have perspectives or ideas that we share with someone, and that we can't influence someone else's perspective. You should do all of that. You should do all of that. But also understand someone else's perspective. Think about it this way. See your perspective and someone else's. Look at both of them. And then compare and analyze the two. That's why you need to be open-minded. And seek to understand. So... You know, like, tell me about your perspective. Tell me about your thoughts. Tell me what you were thinking here. What did you feel about this and why? I think one of the number one sort of mantras in society is to get curious. You know, get curious about what's going on inside of us. And get curious about what's going on around us. Get curious about what's going on with other people before you seek to judge. And my last tip for relationships is just be kind. And that might sound like such a plain and simple piece of advice, but kindness is contagious. Like, it really is. It really does go a long way, and... It can help you build very valuable relationships. And it just makes you a better person. And it can help you connect with people. Even a small, random act of kindness. For example, like complimenting someone's shirt. That can really go a long way. Let's say that person was having a bad day. And that just compliment could really uplift their mood and brighten their day you know because for example let's say you're walking in the hallway at school and then someone passing by you like I said compliments your shirt and then you see that person again and you think oh that's the girl that complimented me that one time she's really nice and that helps you create a positive image of people That's why kindness is so important. So on that note, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you stayed till the very end, I highly appreciate you. really means a lot to me. Um, Thank you so much for listening to me. I hope that you were able to take something away from this that might help you or was useful in some way to you. And yeah, I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Thank you again so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!